0: An interesting video. Why we can't walk straight? Yeah. He he says this phrase that we, when our gaze is not a, on a fixed point, on a not on an unmoving object, it is impossible to stay straight. Now, that's interesting. Have you ever tried to walk with your eyes closed? Even just like uh, just for a. 20 steps. You ever done that? I know you're going, Gary, why would I do that? I, every now and then I'll try just to see what I can do. And just, it's very fearful, one thing, because you think you're going to run into something, but also it, it, you, like if you pick a point, someone walks that door, you never really end up at the door. You either hit the door or, or you're come up short from the door. But, but this, this concept of being able to walk in a straight line or, or do something without having this fixed point is very clear. So you can try this when you go home and you can thank me for it later. So anyway, so there you go. Happy spring break. But this is so true when it comes to our spiritual life. This is so true when it comes to the person that we want to be. A lot of times, man, our hearts, we want we want to go straight. We do. And our hearts, our desires, we want to go straight. But we don't have this immovable point. We don't have this fixed object or this fixed person. And so what happens is we wander. We just simply wander, we wander, we drift. We, this has been the theme all along that we drift, we wander. We end up in places and we ask ourselves, How did I get here again? How did I get here again? We waste time, we waste effort, we simply waste energy, we end up in dead ends. And we blame others, we blame our circumstances, we blame the church, we even blame God at times. So what do you do? What do you do? What do you do when you want to walk straight, when you want to go with well, the writer Hebrews, the last several weeks we've been looking at that he offers Jesus as the answer. Jesus is the answer to this, and he talks about Jesus better, Jesus is our anchor, Jesus is our rest, Jesus is our advocate, Jesus is our sacrifice, Jesus is our confidence. And today he talks about Jesus being our hope, that Jesus is this, he is this fixed point, he is this person that you can look to, and when you look at him, he will keep you straight. And you won't just walk straight, you'll run. You'll run. You'll live life to the fullest. As a matter of fact, he tells us to follow him. It's easy to wander. It's difficult to stay straight. So how do you do it? How do you do this? Here's the scripture right here. He says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses, these people who have who have been following God their whole life. They're in heaven. They're cheering us on. They're they're cheering for you right now. They're saying follow Jesus. They're, they're saying stay on the path. They're, they're cheering for you. He says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, whatever's keeping us from going straight, whatever's keeping us from running, from following Christ, especially the sin that trips us up. And then he says, Let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us, that you and I can live in such a way that, man, it's like running a race so let's talk about running now there's two types of people in the world people who love running is there having those in here today people who love running and people who hate those people hey hold your hands up i'm just kidding <laughs> i love to run i don't i i know it sounds crazy you're looking at me going you don't look like it i do love to run i haven't been able to run for the last several months um but i love to run um and I want to talk to you about running for just a little bit. That if you're going to live the life, if you're going to follow Christ, you've got to find runners who are committed to the race. You've got to find people that are running with you, not against you. You've got to find people that are wanting to go the same way you want to go. Because everything in this world is wanting to pull you away. And one of the enemy's greatest tricks, listen to me, man, hear this. If you don't hear anything else, you hear this today. One of the enemy's greatest tricks is to make you believe you don't need anybody else to follow Jesus Christ. You don't need anybody. You don't need anybody else. You can do it by yourself. He's he's done a great job, especially in the United States of our independent culture, making us think that following Jesus is an independent sport. And it's not. The scripture there says, let us run. Let us run. He doesn't say, let you run, let me run. He says, let us run. It's always this corporate setting of you with other people, other relationships. And we are to run. Now running, for some people, is is a punishment. You, you, you mess up in a sport, run. You, you, you uh, drop the ball run uh, you, you show up late run and you remember those days you don't do it right run You just keep running and it's a punishment But running is also this beautiful thing that people do that man you feel you feel this uh, Endorphins of this beautifulness of your running and then everything like that and, and i've never experienced that but I've, I've heard people talk about it No, I love to run but Listen, god is calling you to run but he's not calling you to run by yourself. He's calling you to run with other people, to find some people who will run with you. Now, let me tell you about my road. The road I run on mostly is Starsville Road. That's the road I live on, Starsville Road. It is the road that is in between Elks Club Road and 213. From Elks Club Road to 213 is a mile and a half stretch. Hills. Now I'm not talking about mountains or anything I like have, but hills. It's got hills on it. Like it is, it is a challenging three-mile run. I'm serious, challenging run, like, whatever. Come on. Challenging three-mile run. Challenging three-mile run. And I think about the times that I've run it. I've run it, a ton, I can't remember, hundreds of times. Hundreds of times I've run this road. And I think of the times when I've run it by myself. I've run it by myself. And I've had days, even though I, it's only three miles, I've had days where I just wasn't feeling it. You ever had one of those days? I not feeling it. Get out there about two mile mark, and you know what, I'm thinking, forget this, I'll call Leslie and come, tell her to come get me. <laughs> or I'll just walk the rest of the way, I'll just stop, and, and, or, you know, or I, I don't feel good, I get there, I'm hot, and I'm tired, and whatever, whatever's going on, and, just, and when I'm by myself. There have been times when I've quit. I've just quit. I'm just like, I'm not running anymore today, I'm just going to walk home, and it'll be fine. That's what the great thing about running on your road, you can get home really quick. But you know what anytime I've ever had anybody join me running on my road I have never quit I've never quit I've never had invited people to come over hey let's run and they come over to my house and run and then I they we're running and I said I'm just gonna stop I've never done it never I've always finished we've always they've never quit because we were together we were together running on those roads matter of fact uh, a couple years ago one of one of Leslie and I's goals was to run a 5k together I'd only run one 5k and she, she's never run any and uh, she was running on Starsville Road She was training on Starsville Road. And it was incredibly hot that day And and I because I'd run Starsville Road. I'd already run that day. I know you're thinking why weren't you running with her? I'd already run that day But I knew she, she was gonna run she told me I'm gonna run Starsville Road. Well, I know how hard Starsville Road is and so as she was running I got in the car And I would pull up and and wait for her, and I'd have water like she was running a real race. I'd give her water. And then I'd pull up, and I'd I'd say, come on, you can make it. You You got it. You can make it. And I just followed her just so that she would make and be able to finish the race. Because I've been there when you've had to stop, when you felt like you couldn't go on, when you felt defeated. When you felt defeated. When you felt like, man, I just quit. And so many times in our lives, we get to this place in our life, and we wonder... Wonder what's wrong with me. I'm going to tell you a lot of times what's wrong with you. You don't have people who are running with you. You need people in your life who are encouraging you. The word encourage means to give courage. He says, let us run. You're running together. Hey, this is hard. Yeah, it's hard. Let's keep going. I'm tired. You can make it. And so I'm going to share a couple of thoughts with you. That's why we are always encouraging you to take next steps, to get in a group. To start serving. I know people think, well, you just want us to serve because you need a task complete. Yes, sometimes that is the part of it. But the biggest part of it is that it's going to place you in a spot where you can build relationships. Krista Moore posted yesterday, I saw she post, she said, these are my people. We love Jesus, we're celebrating life, something like that. Talking about just celebrating, that she had some people in her life that they were going the same direction together that we need people together. That if we're going to run this race, if we're going to follow Jesus, then you have got to find run, runners who are going to run with you. Last week, I didn't preach. Cameron preached. He did a great job. I could listen to Cameron just talk about nothing all day. He's, just, so he's like one of the funniest guys I know. I love to hear him preach, too. But last week, he was preaching, and so I told the Adventureland people that, hey, I'm not preaching today. If you need me, if you need me, I'll be available. <laughs> Last Sunday, we had our highest attendance of any Sunday that wasn't a special day since COVID. Like we've been trending up, 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 up. Last Sunday, it was like, it was like boom. First service, we had 19 threes and fours. Gary, we need you. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, two thoughts please don't let Cameron go long today. (laughs) Not while I'm back here. And his second thought was, I'm in this room, Jackie's in there, and I get to see her lead. She immediately takes this group, divides them in two, has leaders. She grabs me and Melissa Hay, and we're in there, and she's training us on how to do it. And I get to celebrate Jackie Send her text a week. Thank you for who you are and what you do. That you love these kids. That you serve the Lord. That you use your gifts. Listen to me. She's somebody I want to run with. you got to have people in your life that are running the same direction as you. That they're following you. You can't do it by yourself. I know you think you can, but I'm telling you. Even Jesus, listen to me. The night before Jesus was to go to the cross, not before to go to the cross, before he's arrested, when he's arrested. He knows what's facing him. You know what he does? He grabs three of his friends and says, come and pray with me. He gets some people to run with him. Are you better than Jesus? I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings here. I won't answer that for you. Second thing is this. Let's run with endurance. You know, the the crazy thing about endurance is that you only build endurance by enduring. It's kind of makes you mad, doesn't it? You can't buy it. I'd love to be able to buy it. You can't buy it. You can't. You can't buy it. You can't. You can't get somebody else to do it for you. You can only build endurance by enduring. And the writer of Hebrews talks us about just how we do this, how Jesus is our hope, how we run with endurance. Look at the scripture here. He says, We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, this fixed point, this immovable person, this immovable object. We keep our eyes on him and he keeps us straight. And because we're looking at him, we can run. The champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy waiting him, he endured the cross. We fix our eyes on the one who endured so that we can endure, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then, 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 listen, to this. then you won't become weary and give up. But you get some people who are going to run with you, and man, you keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. Following Jesus. It's not easy. Some people think it is for the faint of heart. Some people call it a crutch. I, I ask them to try to live this life. Try to love someone you don't want to love. Try to be nice to someone you don't want to be nice. Try to forgive someone who's hurt you, backstabbed you, uh, betrayed you. Work on your issues and openly admit that you don't have it all together. This, this, this life is not a For those who are faint of heart, that following Jesus is the challenge of our life. As a matter of fact, I'm going to read a couple of scriptures here to you because I want you to hear this. That I never said it was easy. Some people get disillusioned because they think when they follow Christ that everything's going to be easy. I just want to stop here for a second before I jump into the scriptures. Many of you are going through trials. Stephanie talked about suffering. Some of you are going through physical, emotional, relational trials. Some of you are being tested. You're in a season of testing. Some of you are being tempted. You have these temptations, these settings, these situations that you are simply tempted. I know that it's not easy. What do you do? You keep your eyes on Jesus. Look at the scriptures right here. talks about enduring. He says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way... Consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Meaning that if there is no test, your faith won't grow. It won't. It will never grow. That there has to be this endurance. This is like you on the weight bench, lifting weight, putting more and more weight on. Or it's like you adding another half mile to whatever you're doing, walking, running, whatever. You are building your endurance. You are building it up. That's the way faith is. That we have to have these tests to build to grow, that that's what's going on. He says, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. And when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. And that day won't arrive until Jesus Christ comes back. But there is hope because Jesus is our hope. We fix our eyes on him. We can run. We can be the person that God has called us to be. Look at the scripture right here. He goes into a little more detail here. He says, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised those who love him. Listen, you and I, we must run with endurance. You ever sit on a bench press? You ever the weight gets stuck on you in a bench press? Any guys or girls? You ever had that happen? That's always humiliating, isn't it? You ever have that happen? This happened to me several times. And uh, uh, you know, when you when you put weight, if you know anything about benching, like bench, you lay on a bench and you push up. It's really uh, a useless exercise, but it makes you look good. So anyway, <laughs> I mean, it's it's not good for any sport. There's no sport where they tell you if you could bench more, you'll be better. There's there's no there's no there's none like. Um, My son Mitchell wrestles, and and he never really... People would ask him what he could bench, and he would say, I don't know, because you're never going to bench press anybody off of you in wrestling. You're just never going to do that. But sometimes when you put the weight on, if you're by yourself, you want to put a little bit more weight. You know what I'm talking about? And there's this question in your mind, what if this gets stuck in my chest? You ever had that thought? And so I put the weight on, and... I was working out the other day, and there was, just happened to be a guy from the church there. And I said, hey, man, would you spot me? Because I don't want to get this stuck. But I have had it stuck before. And that's a miserable feeling when you take it and you go down, and you're it's not going anywhere. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all like that? That's how I look. It's not going anywhere. 95 pounds, not going anywhere. But listen to me. You have to endure to build endurance. You'll have moments, listen to me, in your life where it feels like the weight's too much or it's stuck or you got this question in your mind, you got this question in your mind, is this the day that the weight's too much? Is this the day that I break? And that's why you have to have people in your life who are running with you. Run with endurance. Keep going. You've sinned. Guess what? We've went over this. You've sinned. Guess what? We have an advocate who will forgive sins. You get up and keep going. You're tired. Jesus says that he's our rest. You're not sure if you can make it. Jesus says he is our confidence. You're drifting. Jesus says, he is our anchor. He is the one who helps us when we don't think that we can go on anymore. He's our hope. And so we run with endurance, and it's not always pretty. You ever see people run? Sometimes you can tell people that run. They look good, don't they? They don't even sweat. You know, they're running 100 degrees. They're like a gazelle. One time, Scott, uh, Pastor Scott, and I were running with uh, Todd Gallagher, who, who was one of our—he was our worship leader at the time. And Todd, on a, on a good day, weighed like 95 pounds, and he was—we were running, and Scott and I were running. We were having—he was literally running in circles around us while we were running. And then the wind blew him away when it came, because he was like a kite. He could run like a gazelle. He had endurance. Life is full of tests and trials and temptations. Listen to me. Keep going. Get up. Run again. Knock the dust off yourself like you do. Remember when you are a kid and your kid falls? You're all right. Get up. Come on and keep going. That's what the crowd of witnesses yell yelling to. Keep going. Keep going. You got this. Run with endurance. Keep enduring. It leads me to the last one. Discipline makes strong runners of us all. I talked about running sometimes comes across as a discipline. I want to talk to you a little bit about discipline because sometimes when we're going through seasons of trials, seasons of testing, maybe even seasons where we're being tempted, maybe we're uh, failing temptation, there comes a point where we're disciplined. Now, I went to school in uh, the 80s. I went to high school in the 80s and I actually got paddled. Do you remember those days? I got in trouble at school, and if all oh, the kids are gone, that's good. So anyway, um, but I did something wrong, and they told me I could um, go to the principal's office and get suspended, or, or go to principal's office, and, and they would call my dad. I wanted no part of my dad. And so I took the paddle, and I'll never forget, they pulled that thing out, and I bent over, and he pulled, it seemed like he pulled it back like this. Nobody likes discipline. And sometimes that we we think God's like that like, like he's pulling it back. he's He's pulling it back extra hard, extra hard, extra. he's he's really, and he's enjoying it. boy, he's boy, he loves it. He loves to make us feel pain. That's not what's going on. The discipline makes strong runners. Sometimes God is disciplining us just as we discipline our kids. I want to share a couple of scriptures here. And I want to close with a story. First is this. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggles against sin. He's saying, hey, you haven't died. Jesus died. He points to Jesus. He says, that hasn't happened to you yet? And he says, have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, my child, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. And don't give up when he corrects you. See, in this race, we wander, we wander. And sometimes the only way God can get us back is through discipline, through correction. Something happens that God is getting our attention. Something happens in our life, he's getting our attention. For the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes each one he accepts as a child. It's part of our being a child. That God's act of love is to discipline us. His, His act of not loving us would be to never discipline us to let us do what we want to do. But he's always calling, he's always trying to correct us, always bringing us back so that we can run the race that he's called for us, so that we can be the person that Christ has called us to be. And then he goes on to say, no discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterwards, there will be peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. So we get runners who are committed to the race. We run with endurance, and we remember that sometimes the Lord's going to discipline us, and this is not always fun. But it's fruitful. There have been times in my life where the Lord has had to discipline me, where he's had to humble me, where I've been prideful, where I've been sinful, where I've said and done the wrong thing. I've told you, issues with anger in my past where the Lord has had to discipline me. And his discipline is always fruitful. So where are you at today? You in a season of testing? You in a trial? You being tempted? If you're honest, would you say, you know what, I just keep walking in circles. Just keep walking in circles. I show up here one Sunday... I'm thinking, man, I'm going to follow the Lord, but then, you know, by the time the week's over, I I just walked in a circle. I've just been wandering. Or maybe you've had a life of wandering and just simply walking in circles, dead end after dead end after dead end. You need Jesus Christ. You need Jesus in your life. You need him as the focal point of what you're looking to and looking for. I'm going to follow Christ. My president, my college president at Atlanta Christian College, his name was Jim Donovan, and he was a marathon runner, and he told the story of when he ran his first marathon. He ran his first marathon. A marathon is 26.2 miles. He got to the 20-mile mark, and though he had trained... strong headwind came, making the running more difficult than he imagined. He got to the 23 mile mark and his body started to cramp and he started to have doubts. I'm not going to make it. He got to the 24 mile mark. He said, I'm going to have to quit. And he felt so defeated Felt so defeated that he had this this thing, this goal that he had in his life, this thing that he wanted to do. That he wasn't going to make it. He was going to just have to quit in front of everybody. And then he said something amazing happened in that moment. That this guy jumped out of the crowd. And he had a jacket on. And he opened his jacket up. And he said, "Follow me. I'll block the wind for you." And he followed that guy for the last two miles and finish the race. When Jesus Christ went to the cross, listen, this is why you place your faith in him. Because 2,000 years ago, he went up on the cross and he stuck his arms out and he said, you follow me and I'll block everything. And yeah, there'll be moments where it's hard and the winds will be strong and the gates of hell are going to come at you and everything's going to pull against you to stop and to quit and just give up. But he's going to say, you follow me. And guess what? You will win. No matter the trial. No matter the temptation. No matter the test. Jesus Christ is our enduring hope. And he offers you today that same promise. You follow me? And I'm going to take care of you. And so this is what I want to do. I want to close with a time of prayer. Just you in your seat. Just you and the Lord. Maybe today is the day that you place your faith in Christ for the first time. Maybe the day is the day that, man, you, you, you've heard me. You, you, you're honest with yourself today. said, man, I have been walking in circles for years. Today is the day that I'm going to trust Jesus and I'm going to find people to run with me. I'm going to get serious about this. I'm going to realize I can't do it by myself. I'm going to recommit myself to Christ. I'm going to ask you to pray with me. Father, we come to you today. Lord, you know us. We are so prone to wander. Left to ourselves, we just walk in circles and we wonder why and how we just keep doing the same things over and over again. But today, Lord, we fix our eyes on you. You are the author of our faith. You perfect our faith. Lord, you endured the cross so that we can look to you to endure this life. Lord, I pray for the person here today that has never placed their faith in you. I pray in this moment they would just simply pray, Jesus, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to believe that you will block the wind for me. Lord, I pray for the person here today. That they have placed their faith in you, but they've just been wandering. Lord, I pray today is a day that they take some steps. To reconnect to you. To repent. To turn back. Father, we thank you. That you have been the one constant in our lives. You never give up on us. Today, we commit we're following you again. I pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, have a good day. I hope you'll come back next week. Before you go, I want to share something with you. Uh, I know you're in a hurry, but I, I cut it early. So, anyway, so hey, invite somebody with you. More people the next week. Listen, the next week and then Easter Sunday, more people are willing to come to church. Or be open to it at any other time of the year. So invite somebody to come with you. Have a great week. See you.